Have you been struggling with defining your niche or even understanding where you might want to niche into? This episode, we're diving into niching. Hey, welcome to the podcast. You know, for years, I never wanted to declare a niche. I don't even know if I really knew I should have declared a niche. And I'm going to get it right out of the way because I know everybody pronounces it a little bit differently. I pronounce it niching. I know other pronounce it niching. I don't know which one is the correct way. And quite honestly, I don't care. It's just how I say it. And I might not say it right. And I know everybody kind of likes to be like, oh, I thought it was niching. I don't know what it's called. So I call it niching. And that's what I'm going to be calling it on the podcast. Just getting that out of the way. But I think for years, I didn't even know I needed to find an area of focus. I really believe that the more I focused, you know, by declaring a niche, I was basically essentially pushing everybody else out of the way that I could have helped. I really wanted to help everybody and I really felt like I could have I struggled for years in business. I got into corporate coaching, but I got into corporate coaching because I was a jack of all trades. I started my wellness speaking career because I I often joke around it with my speaking group friends that I am like the, the backup speaker everybody brings in, like their main speaker backs out and they're like, oh my goodness, I bet you Laura can do this. And they hire me because I can speak kind of on a large range of topics, but I never really had something that was like, yes, this is Laura's mastery. This is what I speak on. And for a long time, that was okay. When corporate wellness really transformed after COVID, it was no longer okay. So I ended up working with a business coach who really asked me one question that transformed my business. Now, when I originally met with her, I thought I was going into tech. I figured I was going to be a corporate wellness professional and I was going into the high tech sector. That was where I came from. I felt comfortable in that. But when we sat down and we met, she asked me one specific question. She asked me, who is my favorite client. And immediately I went to several different manufacturing facilities. I often talk about this mill that was my favorite or my diesel mechanics. Those were my favorite clients. And I immediately just dove into this. And we were on Zoom at the time and my whole face lit up and she's like, so tell me why you're going into tech. And then my whole energy changed. And I was like, well, I was going into tech because this and that. She goes, but that's not what excites you. She's like, I just watched you light up when you talked about this manufacturing facilities and these diesel mechanics and you're declaring a niche that doesn't excite you. And I thought that was amazing because for for so long, I was just like, well, who can pay me? Who can pay me? Where's the money coming from? Not even focused on what I want my business to look like. What do I want my, like, I have this perfect opportunity and you do too. You have this perfect opportunity to decide what Ever business you want, you have a blank slate to create this business that you want, that you thrive in, that you feel invigorated in. And yet so many of us choose these niches that don't really excite us. Maybe we had some success with it. A couple of weeks ago, I was working with a woman who lost a lot of weight. Her niche was weight loss. And, you know, she was coming to me to kind of get some ideas. She ended up saying that she really doesn't enjoy working with the weight loss area. 
She's like, I'm good at it. They get results, but I'm tired of talking about it. She's like, you know, it's just not exciting me. It brings up a lot of feelings. Like how many of you who who might have a niche, are you excited by it? Because if you're not excited by it, why even bother doing it? The funny thing is every time I tell my kids, my kids when they were little would get on the bus. And the thing that we would always say is have fun. Because in life, is it really worth doing something if you're not having fun? And this is the perfect thing when it comes to your niche as well. You should have fun. One of the things I was telling my coach at the time when I was talking about these manufacturing facilities, I said, you know, I have so much fun throughout the day and just laughing and smiling. And it's just such a good time that half the time I walk home, I get home and my like face hurts from smiling or laughing all day. I don't get that when I'm in, you know, the big tech companies. I don't get that feeling. And quite frankly, if I'm going to design my own business, don't I want to feel that just about every day? I mean, not every day, right? That's not feasible, but you have to have bad days to understand good days. But that's essentially what we're doing. So when we find a niche, the one thing we want to do is really find out what excites us. What do you really enjoy doing? And then I think the next thing to do is really look at it. Is the money feasible? I've known a lot of people that said, oh, this is my passion. This is who I love working with. They just don't pay me. Now, I will tell you, I kind of had that issue too. So when I deal with shift working professionals, because that's mainly who I deal with now, I deal with shift working professionals. Not all the time do they have money to pay me on a one-on-one basis or hire me outside because time is always an issue. So I don't really work with one-on-one individuals. I work with organizations. The organizations pay me. That is how I'm working with the shift working professionals. So that way, when I go in and I'm sitting down with them one-on-one, because I do mainly one-on-one sessions, because quite frankly, group sessions for health coaching really doesn't excite me. So again, you get to decide what excites you, what doesn't. So I like quick 15, 20 minutes laser coaching one-on-one sessions. This is where I am at my best. This is where I feel my me and my clients are really able to kind of pull the best out of me and the best out of them, right? I can design this. They sit in front of me and I am just an open book, right? We can have conversations about anything. There's no boundaries. I don't have to worry about upselling or anything like that. Or could they afford this and this and that? I I don't have to worry about any of that because the moment they sit in my chair, I am already paid for. And I think that is the beauty for me with corporate coaching is that I don't have to sell to individuals. I don't have to go into corporations with a wellness talk, hoping I can get five or seven clients out of that wellness talk to pay for me being there. No, you pay for me and that's how I am. And that's really when you're looking at niche, you need to know what excites you and how you can get paid. And is it feasible, right? If you're working with low income, you're not going to have a lot of money to work with, but can you work with community centers, nonprofits, maybe do group coaching where you can have larger groups. So that way the rate can be very small for the individuals. There's always ways of looking out on it, but then sometimes it might be not be that this might not be the right niche for you. So it's really kind of looking at where you can get paid. How are you going to find your money? And then also that is where can your clients get results? Because maybe you know what you love doing, you know how you can get paid, but the results, they haven't had those amazing results. So those are three real big areas you want to look into. Do you love doing it? Can you find money to get it? And do they get results? Because if you can find something you love, somewhere you can get paid, and somewhere that your clients get amazing results. It's a win, win, win. This is how we really kind of want to decide 
picking niches. I know so many people will pick a niche because it's something that they have had experience with or it's something that they think people will pay for, but it's not something they love. I see a lot of coaches going into gut health and maybe they've had issues with gut and they've learned about it and they got really good results themselves. But you know the moment you sit in front of that coach when they're really not passionate about something. And it's okay. We don't have to be an expert in something we're niching in. And I'm going to give you an example. So I, my niche is shift working professionals. I niche into the shift workforce. So I am really good at taking, you know, health struggles they have. Usually it's blood sugar, high blood pressure. So we're dealing with stress management and meal timing and, and things like that. I And sleep, sleep is our biggest one actually. So I'm really good at taking that and creating these really kind of creative plans to fit into their lifestyle. I am very much a square peg round hole type of person. But just because you love something doesn't mean you necessarily have to have experience with it. And this is one of the things that kind of shocked me when I was working with my coach. And she's like, well, why don't we focus on manufacturing? I never worked a day in manufacturing in my entire life. And I was like, how am I going to niche into manufacturing where this is not an area I came from? And the amazing thing is, and one of the reasons when we started this conversation, I realized that might not have been what I had experience from, but a lot of what I was working with were people that were much like my family. They were much like, they remind me of my dad and my brothers and my uncles and my aunts. So I had that connection with them. So we worked within manufacturing and then I realized that a lot of the skills I have learned, but why it was actually, let's take a step back. Why manufacturing worked for me wasn't because I had experience in manufacturing. Wasn't because I understood the night shift because never worked a night shift a day in my life. It was because I listened. I listened to their struggles. I heard what they were saying. And we know one of the best things as a health coach that you can do is to stop talking and just listen to them. And this was something that I was really good at. So I was able to absorb everything they're telling me, brainstorming with them on creative solutions to the problems at hand. And that's how I became really good in the shift work. It wasn't because I understood it. Now, when I look back now that I've expanded deeper into shift work, yeah, I've had experiences with shift work. I did shift work when I was in corporate working. I used to manage global support. So I would have to be on calls for Europe. I would have to be on calls for the US and I would have to be on calls for Asia. And if you're familiar with time zones, that's basically all of them. You're covering the clock. So I might be awake at 5 a.m. talking with Europe and I could be awake at midnight, 1 a.m. talking with China. You know, so it was things like this that I was used to those time zones, but I never understood what it was like to have to work every day at midnight. Never, I never understood that end of it. So while I might have dabbled in some experiences, I never worked a night shift. Now, my husband, when we were dating, he worked a night shift, so I understood from a partner aspect. But again, you don't need to have that full experience. So if you love dealing, if you are like, Laura, I love dealing with this type of client. This is what excites me. We get results. I can get paid. It doesn't matter if you've never lived that life. If you can listen and absorb, that is the power of health coaching. It's really about understanding their struggles, empathizing with them, listening. Because all of the things over the years that I have become quote unquote leader in it when it comes to sleep and transforming sleep for night 
shifters. I have never worked a night shift and I've never had to actually go through the struggles, but I've talked to so many people that have worked night shift and to hear their struggles, finding out what works, what doesn't work, all of my sleep solutions for my shift workers have generally come from somebody who has struggled, somebody that has succeeded, and that is how we build the coaching around it. So just because you feel like you don't fit into that niche, it's okay. As long as that passion and that ability to listen and learn and allow them to be the leader. This is something any seasoned health coach will tell you. It's allowing your client, the person on the other side of the table to take the lead. They are the experts. I am not the expert. I'm just kind of really good at problem solving and answering questions and listening, right? So they're the expert. Let's figure it out. One of the things I actually do with a lot of my sessions is we go brainstorming. You know, they throw out some crazy ideas. And then afterwards, we try to figure out which ones fit, right? That whole puzzle piece. And that's where I really feel that when we're talking about niching and how to find our niche, you want to first really know what you love doing, what excites you, what clients have you had in the past that you're like, oh my God, if I can work with this client all day long, this would be my dream job. That is what you want. Then let's look at, can you get paid? And then, well, probably actually, let's take that back. First, we wanna look at, what do you love? Then let's look at, can they get results? Because nothing's gonna work if someone can't get results. Third, we're gonna look at, how can you get paid? And we're gonna let go of that thought process that just because I don't, haven't lived it doesn't mean that I can't help. I think so many times we have that feeling that we're not good enough and you have to move past that. So many people have what they call imposter syndrome and it's a feeling that I'm not good enough, that I'm I'm the imposter. It's okay. Now, what wouldn't be good if I can't, claimed that I have worked night shifts and this is what works for me. No, I'm not, then I'm an imposter, then I'm lying. But if someone has ever asked me, tell me, you know, what kind of shifts have you worked? I haven't worked traditional shifts. I will tell them my experience working as a global manager, managing teams around the world and having to be up for Europe and the US and Asia. I will talk about that, but I'm not going to tell somebody I understand what it's like to be a nurse at 2 a.m. on a ship. I, I don't know what that's like. I know what my clients have told me. I know the struggles my clients have had that are nurses at 2 a.m. when they are exhausted and they're fighting through the few more hours until they're off shift. I get that. But I have never personally experienced it. And that's what we have to remember with imposter syndrome. It's not, you know, it's okay that you haven't done it as long as we're not lying that we have. But absolutely, you can empathize with that. You know, one of the funniest things is some of the best parenting advice I ever got. And I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash about this because quite frankly, there have been a lot of people that have given me parenting advice that haven't been parents and you just kind of want to smack them. But you know, some parenting advice I've gotten that has been really good has come from somebody that isn't a parent, but they had experience being a teacher of young children. So there is they have experience with children, maybe not their own, but they have more experience when it comes to group of kids than I've ever had because at most, maybe I've had maybe five, six kids to deal with. Maybe my kids have friends over, but they eventually go home after a couple hours. But I've never had a room full of 30 kids for six hours and trying to control them. No. So when we're talking about patients and having to 
to manage that and manage their expectations when they're flying off the wall. Yeah, I'm going to ask that teacher, you know, regardless of if she's had her own kids or not, it doesn't matter because she has that experience. And I think that's where we really need to kind of embrace what we have in the areas of expertise we have, because that's where I think a lot of that transformative power comes in. So I hope this is helpful. One quick run through again to make sure you got the information. We want to find something that excites us, that sparks us, our energy inside. We want to find something that we can give our clients results. We want to make sure we can get paid doing it. And we're going to let go of the imposter syndrome. If you are a health coach and you are looking to connect with other health coaches that are currently coaching, go check us out on the Health Coach Growth Network. There is a link in the show notes. I hope to see you over there and I'll talk to you all later.